Hello friends and welcome to a new TPT Q&A. I'm here with my coffee and my Hello Spring mug. Look, look at Tulip, it's so cute. Um, Nyla's here with her new little piggy and she is just squeaking away. But if I take it away from her, yep, I, I know I said piggy. If I take it away from her, then she's going to whine incessantly until I give it back. So I can't take it away from her. So I do apologize for the excessive squeaking. Yes, I'm talking about you. But I serve her on Instagram, which is at becca.e.davis. If you don't follow for some TBT questions, I've got some questions and we're going to answer them here. So grab yourself some coffee or tea or water or, you know, whatever you would like that's going to float your boat. And let's get to it. Okay, let's go. Okay, so first question is from Algebra Elevated. Um, she said, are you buying anything during the sale? Because I posted this um, during the TPT sale. I don't think so. I am going to go through my wish list and look and make sure. Hi, hello. Oh, my assistant's back. Yay. I'm going to look through my wish list and make sure that there's nothing that I need. But I find it is better to wait until you really, really need something to buy it than to purchase it cheaper than you would later. Unless it's something you absolutely know you're going to buy. So for example, um, I purchased at, at in a previous sale, I purchased like little kids playing classroom instruments. That was a good purchase. Um, instrument bundle like clip art, that was a good purchase for me because I use those things all the time. But I also purchased some other clip art for Carnival of the Animals, which is something that I keep saying I'm going to make a raw product for, but I still haven't done it and it's been at least a year since I purchased that. So like that so far has been a waste of money. Um, I do still plan to make a Carnival of the Animals activity, but I haven't gotten that far yet. So I don't think I'm going to purchase anything, but I will double check my wish list to make sure there's nothing that I want. Um, Katie which said you have 10 hours to work a week on TPT. What do you do? 300 plus resources in store. So if you have 10 hours to work on TPT, um, based on my most recent, how much I work in a week, that's how much I work in a week. Um, if you have about 10 hours, then here's what I would say. If you have less than 50 products, focus on making products because when you make products, then you figure out what kind of products you want to make. You figure out how to make products that are actually going to be good. Do you really need to be in my shot? This is a little ridiculous. Um, and that helps you figure out like kind of who you're going to market for. How did you make my headband fall off? I will link my outfit on down below, by the way, cause this is a really fun like linen shirt. Anyway. Um, so making products really helps to help your store because you'll have more stuff to sell. People can purchase more than one thing at a time. And it helps you to figure out kind of like what you're doing. Once you're kind of past that point, then I would shift to doing more marketing. So I work about 10 hours a week and my main focus is <laughs> um, content. So like YouTube videos, blog posts, emails, Pinterest, those are like the three things that I really spend the most time on these days. 
but I still love to make products. So I do still make products. So I would say just kind of split up your time and figure out what you need for your business to run. So for me, I need to be able to send emails every single week for my business to run. I need to make sure I have YouTube videos going out for my business to run. So I have like that list of things I have to do. And then beyond that, I work on products or I work on whatever the next kind of like project is. So that's kind of my best answer for that is I would, if you have 300 products, I would focus a little bit more on marketing and then you can, um, you know, still make products because I'm assuming you have 300 because you like making products, but don't stress about them quite as much because you need to also sell those products, which is what I tell myself every week when I'm working on Pinterest. Next question is, um, Pontella Spila, Spanish, says, for Spanish resources, titles and descriptions on TBT in Spanish or in English. What's better? Uh, that is a question I don't know the answer to because I don't sell Spanish resources. Um, what I would think is think about your target audience and think about what they are typing into search. So if your target audience is people who are teaching Spanish as a second language, they're probably typing in English because they're looking for, you know, something that's like a foreign language versus if you're doing Spanish for Spanish teachers, then you might want to put it in Spanish. Um, your description has plenty of room, so you could do it in Spanish and in English just to make sure you got everything in there. That would be my best guess, but I don't know. So I would... Why don't, I would go and look and see what other people are doing first and then just kind of use your best judgment with that. Um, Eran Rustemage says, any tips for remaking and updating old products? Yes, do it. Um, I've been on TPT for long enough that my old, my like original products are really sad to me now. So I have been trying to go back and update products, which is so hard because all I want to do in life is make new products. I have so many ideas for products that if I worked on products all day long, every day, I would still not ever finish them. That's why I have so many in my store. But I have been working to go back and update products. So I've been picking just a couple each month when I can. I'm going to do a little bit more of the summer and just like going back and freshening them up and really look at them from your eye now. So like I have one that is a song lesson that I made. It was one of my first products like a long time ago. And I was remaking it now and I basically remade the entire thing because it needed to be completely redone. Like it just was not up to standards. So I ended up having to like basically completely redo it, but I would rather do that than it like stay how it was. So just make sure you're thinking about it. Like if I was making this now, what would I do? Don't cut corners just cause it's already done. Um, and if the product is already good enough, then you can also just update the listings, make sure your cover looks good and your thumbnails and all that kind of stuff. But definitely make sure you are updating your products because chances are you know a lot more now than you did when you first started, which means that your products are a lot better now than they first started. And I always hate the thought of like that someone's buying something that's new and something that's like four or five years old because like the quality difference is just sad. So like I do, I what's one of my big goals is like to update old products to just make sure everything is looking nice and fresh. Um, Zoe did that tutoring said, do you have a comparison of sales of resources with product photography versus without? No. 
Um, in order to do that, you would really need to have like a control group and then like a, you know, experiment group. But the thing about products is that products are different. They sell at different times. You make them at different times. Like there's just so many factors that go into whether or not a product's selling that I don't bother to keep up with data wise. Um, the Melonic Classroom asked, ooh, this is a good one for right now. Um, what do you write off on your taxes? So I am not a tax preparer. I'm not a tax person, but advice for taxes. Number one, I would say get a professional, especially if you have more than one stream of income. Like if it's just TBT, that's one thing. But if you're doing TBT and Instagram's paying you money and you know, you've got this random thing and that random thing, the more complicated it gets, the more you just really need to hire someone. Um, so that's my first suggestion. And then as to what to write off, you can look on the IRS website and it'll have like a whole list of what you need to write off. But a few things that you can write off would be purchases for the business. So like clip art that you've purchased, software that you've purchased, hardware. So like if you had to buy a laptop, if you needed a mouse, um, office supplies. So like pens, notebooks, those things. I go through those like crazy. Um, all that kind of stuff goes for write-offs for taxes. If you have a home office, they can do like a percentage of your home mortgage. So just, you know, find, find a professional to make sure you really take advantage of all those things, especially if you made some decent money and especially if it's more complicated. Um, Madame Strasley says, how do you know when a resource is good enough to be sold? For example, one crossword. Um, when it comes to selling a resource, I really don't like pricing my products under $3 because if it's under $3, TBT makes more money than you if you don't have the premium seller. And so I was kind of burned by that when I was first starting out with a basic seller because on my first sell, TBT made more money than me. And I was like, no, no, that's not okay. Cause I did the work. Um, and so I really try to make it $3 or more. And then that also helps you avoid that little, um, fee that they tag on there for purchases less than three dollars so that being said i really make that my standard and that's not a 100 percent do it every single time because you'll see in my tbt shop i have some things that are less than three dollars but that's kind of what i shoot for is three dollars and up and honestly i've been more moving towards bigger products or product lines that i can bundle so that they can be more um i wouldn't sell one crossword because you can't sell it for $3. And so when you have those things that are like a dollar, 50 cents, they just don't make enough money to frankly be worth it. So it'd be much better for you to go and make 10 crosswords that you can sell for 250 or $3, or I don't know what crosswords are going for because I don't have any crosswords, but I would look it up and I would figure out how much they're going for. And I would make like a couple of crosswords that are kind of related so that you can add them on one product. And that's just going to be much more worth your time, even though yes, it's more time. It's just going to be worth so much more because you're actually going to be able to make some actual money off of it. So that would be kind of my rule of thumb is... How much would I be able to purchase this for? I don't do one page products. I do have some that are inexpensive just because of the nature of what they are, but it just kind of depends on what it is. And if it's going to be, you know, making me a dollar, then it better not take me that long to do it. 
I wish I could move the camera so you could see her adorableness, but I don't want to disturb her. All right, next up is Science by Sinai said, have you ever done a blog collaboration? If so, how did you structure it? I think I have done a blog collaboration. I don't remember how I structured it. But if I were going to do a blog collaboration now, how I would structure it. So that's when you like guest post on somebody else's blog or you have like two people that are posting together. I don't know which one you're referring to. I'm assuming guest posting. So if you're posting on somebody else's blog, I would say have um, like a hook to kind of come in, explain who you are and how you can help them and then have your stuff and make it pointed towards a an email opt-in because you're gonna make the most amount of money if you can get those people onto your email list. That's gonna be the best bang for buck for you. So that should be your main focus of the thing. Not like obsessively, but pick a topic that's related to an email opt-in so that you can, you know, do that. Um, that would be my suggestion. I am not sure if you mean like a collaboration where like two people are talking about the same thing because I've never done that, so I don't know. Emma and LSS said, if you had to teach something other than music, what would it be? Ooh, interesting. Um, the obvious question I feel like would be Bible because I do teach that as well. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I'd probably, my personality would be like, you know, elementary teacher, but frankly, I don't want to be an elementary teacher because if you think about it, they do a lot more work than everyone else does. I mean, like seriously think about it because if you're teaching math in high school, you know, you probably have what four classes or maybe eight classes, but some of those are going to be the same. So you're going to have like, you know, I teach two ninth grade maths and two 10th grade maths or whatever. So that means you have two preps. Okay. I teach music. So I have, the same lesson for a week and then I have a different lesson. Elementary teachers have to have a different lesson like eight times a day, every single day. That's a lot of work. And then you're like basically solely responsible for 25 kids. It's a lot. Sometimes I do, I, I will admit, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I was your homeroom teacher or man, I wish that I had my own class so I could run it the way I wanted to, but I definitely have a better than him than other people. So not that, probably a foreign language. I think that would be my go-to or English as a second language. The other day I was like, man, I really should have done ESOL. I feel like I would have been really good at that. Um, but yeah, I could have taught Spanish. I almost minored in French, so that would have been fun. But that's, that's probably what I would go with. I don't think I wanna deal with high schoolers or middle school. Definitely not middle schoolers. I would take the high schoolers over the middle schoolers. All right. Foreign language or English as a second language. Final answer. Um, she also asked, what are you looking forward to most on spring and summer break? <sighs> I cannot wait. Um, spring break is coming up very, very soon and I'm looking forward to, we are going on a cruise and it's gonna be glorious. I'm so excited. Um, and I'm just excited for like, what I like about cruises is everything's kind of done for you. So there's not a lot of like planning and trying to figure out where you're going to eat tonight and like that kind of stuff. Cause it's just like, you just go here at this time and it's all done. Um, and so I'm, and I'm going to really enjoy the not making decisions aspect of the cruise. I'm going to really, really enjoy the food aspect of the cruise because cruises always have really good food. Um, 
you girls can be ordering double desserts like every night can't wait i've been eating super healthy since the beginning of the year and like super carefully and i've been really careful and i'm gonna not be careful at all um we're going snorkeling and i'm so excited for that we didn't get to go scuba i'm real mad about but it's it it ended up working out okay so we're gonna snorkel that'll be fun um sit on the beach getting a, oh i'm getting a massage that might be the thing i'm most looking forward to i think about it all the time i'm like man I was like on the way home and I was like, man, my neck is really sore. I wish I was having a massage. I'm getting a massage next week. We're so close. I will miss this crazy beast and my other one. They're going to be boarded. I haven't boarded our dogs in years, but I found a new place and they had to go for like a one day of daycare to be tested to see if they could play with the other dogs. They both passed. So that was good. Um, and actually, I was nervous about leaving Nyla because I was worried she's had a couple of different owners in her short life because um, she's not even two and she's been in three or four houses. So I was worried. I was like, I don't want her to think that I'm not ever coming back for her. Like I'm leaving her here. I'm, I'm not leaving you. I'm not. Um, but at this place that they're going to, they get to play all day long with like a whole bunch of dogs that are being boarded or doing like daycare. So i swear she didn't even like want to go home like um the guy let me come and like look through the glass to like see them in there like playing with the dogs and she saw me and she just turned around and kept playing was like eh, i don't care so i'm no longer worried about her i am concerned about tolly because tolly's favorite thing is to snuggle up next to me so i think she'll miss me but she she's used to like us going on vacation so um, i think she'll be fine but yeah, I'm enjoying vacation. As for summer vacation, I am really looking forward to just like having that blank space in my life where like I can get things figured out. Um, I have some projects I want to do over the summer, having like actual time to work on my shop instead of it being like 15 minutes here and 15 minutes there and you know, coming home from choir and working on the couch until midnight last night and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Hi. Oh yes, and I'll I'll enjoy it. Hang out with you too. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Don't eat my necklace. You can't have that. It's mine. It's mine. Hey. Here's her mouth. All right. And the last question for today is from Ingrid, and it says, "How do you feel about presenting at the TBT conference? Did you know it was coming? Explain the process." Yeah. So if you haven't heard, I am presenting at the TBT conference. I don't know yet if I'm going to be there in person or not. I'm hoping to be there in person but I'm not a thousand percent positive. Like I have not booked the plane or the hotel yet. I'm waiting on a couple things to sort themselves out. Um, it's gonna be a very busy July, but I am super excited to present at the TPD conference. I know I'm going to be like anxious and nervous when I get there, but as a whole, I'm just super excited about it. Um, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I really hope I get to go in person because I think it would be really fun to go in person and I've never been to Boston before and so that would be fun. Um, and to actually like meet some people who like do the thing that I spend all of my waking hours doing and thinking about would be really great. Um, so hopefully I get to go in person. I am excited. I'm sure I'll be nervous. Honestly, if I go in person, I'll probably be more nervous to talk to people after the presentation than to actually do the presentation. I will let you know, by the way, as soon as I have a definitive yes or no, I will let you know. 
let him go again. So that's my spiel. Um, anyway, I'm excited. Process wise, yes, I did know that I, no. Yes, no. I had to apply. So you have to, TPT sends out an email to everybody and you just apply to speak. And so you just say like, here's one idea of something I could do. Here's another idea. Here's why I think that I'd be a great person to talk to everybody about. And then you just kind of wait and see and they let you know if you have been selected. And so I was actually very shocked that they selected me but like I applied for it. So it's not like they just called me out of the blue and were like, hey, you should do this. Um, so it was like kind of, kind of knew it was coming, kind of didn't know it was coming. Um, I was very shocked though, is the answer to that, that they picked me. So that was really, really nice and exciting. And I am very excited for it. If you want to do the TPT conference, there is the in-person obviously, and there's also a virtual option. If you do the in-person, you also get the virtual option um, and you get access to all of the speakers. So like we all have to send in a presentation video that will be released um, on the day that it's supposed to be released, you know, based on what the schedule is um, once they release that. And so, yeah, that's kind of the thing. And it's really, really helpful. I've done it the last couple of years, basically since I knew it was a thing. And since actually since it's been virtual, so 2020, I guess would be the first year that I did it. And it is really helpful. Like there's just so many things you can learn from other people doing this, especially if you don't know anyone else who does it. And there's just a lot to learn. So I'm really excited about it and hopefully it goes well. Hopefully you liked my session. I don't remember what the session's about. Oh, I'm talking about using your content to sell your resources, which is like my favorite thing to talk about. So that made it even better. So it's going to be great. Hopefully Nyla will be quiet while I film my session. And yeah, that's all I got. That's all the questions. So thank you guys for hanging out with me. If you have more questions, you can send them to me on Instagram. It's at becca.e.davis and my yeah. assistant and I <laughs> will be happy to answer you whenever we can. She's going to go take her pig back and I'm going to go vacuum the floor because the to-do list is never done when you're a person. I guess when you're a dog, you don't have that same problem. Okay guys. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Bye.